At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Philadelphia City Cast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome back. Philadelphia City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Make sure you're following the show. Uh, available on all of your podcast platforms and give me a follow on twitter at wise w-i-s-e-r-y-e you can find links to each and every episode on my twitter page instagram same handle as well uh, and links to all the podcast platforms we are available to you so uh, recording this a little bit later in the day uh, for this episode as the 76ers game just ended against the washington wizards uh, Joel Embiid was back after getting a well-deserved night off on Monday, and that was that was the Tyrese Maxey game where Maxey goes for 30-plus. He seals the game late, heads-up play by Matisse, chucks it down the other end of the floor. Maxey lays it up. 76ers get the win over John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies on Monday with, Joe, with uh, JoJo sitting out. Fast forward here to Wednesday night, and uh, 76ers were – Entering the game on a five-game win streak, the Wizards were entering the game on a six-game losing streak. Uh, it was the fifth game of a five-game homestand, and it was it was sloppy. All right? It was it was an ugly one here uh, on Wednesday night at the Wells Fargo Center as the 76ers fall to the Washington Wizards, one hundred six to one hundred three, and they had a chance to win late. All right, and and we'll get a little bit more into this game, recap it a little bit, and then quickly look ahead to their big nationally televised matchup Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time down in Dallas. Man, get your popcorn ready for that one. Luca taking on JoJo and your 76ers. So uh, we'll get more into the hoops, but I want to open up this episode with, you know, the 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 hottest item here in, in the sports world, and that's Brian Flores and his lawsuit on the National Football League. This is just, it's absolutely bonkers. It's damning. It's ugly. But it's the truth, right? And, and this, unfortunately, this is nothing new, right? Like, this is nothing new. We, we know what's up, okay? And, and this doesn't make it all, this doesn't make it all right, obviously. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad this happened. I, I'm glad this happened because... You know, I I say I'm glad it happened, and of course I am because this is ugly, and I want things to change. And you know, no one should ever be going into an interview as just a 
you know, a, a, a check mark in a box for, you know, required things to do for a team to hire someone else, right? Like this is clear as day that the New York Giants knew they were never going to hire Brian Flores and they simply just gave him the interview to check a box, which is the, the Rooney rule, as we all know. And for me, I, I focus in on the Bill Belichick dynamic of this whole story. And, and yes, a, a big piece of this story is also uh, Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, allegedly, and I fully believe it, but you still have to say allegedly, I guess right now, going to Brian Flores at the, I think towards the end of this past season, uh, saying, hey, listen, man, I'll throw you, uh, throw you some extra cash if you throw these games, all right? We want to lose for reasons X, Y, and Z. $100,000 was the reported dollar amount that Ross was going to give Brian Flores for intentionally losing games, which is horrendous, all right? But for me, you know, the, the, the Bill Belichick dynamic, all right, and for those of you that don't know, Bill Belichick, and I'll try and sum this up quickly, Bill Belichick accidentally texts Brian Flores when he's meant to text Brian Dable, the new head coach of the Giants. And, um, you know, essentially Belichick texts him and says, you know, hey, congrats. I hear you're the guy that they're that they're going to hire, that they're going to announce. And, uh, you know, Brian Flores sort of says, thank you, coach. I hope so. We'll see how it goes, yada, yada. And then, you know, eventually Flores says, wait, this is a little bit strange. And he texts Belichick, hey, coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dable? And Coach Belichick, I'm paraphrasing all this here. Belichick responds, I'm so sorry. I bleeped up. I meant to text Brian Dable. And that is that is the 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 meat and potatoes of this whole story to me because you know, that text comes down two, three days prior to Brian Flores even interviewing with the New York Giants. So there it is right there. There's all the proof you need to show the New York Giants had no intentions of hiring Brian Flores, which is just disgusting and idiotic. I mean, listen, I'm not saying any part of this story is the Giants are dumb. But the Giants are dumb. Like, why Why would you not bring in Flores sooner in this process if you never felt like you were going to hire him, right? Like, that's that's just a small sidebar type of note that I, I bring up. But, man, like, where where does this go from here, right? And and how does this get changed, right? And I, I, I think and I know, you know, in my heart that this rule had nothing but good intentions, right? You You want to make sure you're giving everyone and anyone an equal opportunity, right? And and that's what the Rooney Rule is all about. And that's why it states you have to hire a minority candidate when you're going about filling a head coaching vacancy for each and any NFL organization, all right? So good intentions, but there's loopholes. Right. And just like anything in life, you you institute a new rule and people find ways, new laws, whatever it is, people find ways to slip through the cracks and, and work around it. So where do you go from here? How does this stop? And if, if organizations don't want to hire a minority candidate, how do you change that? Right? How do you change 
the thinking of whether you know an owner, a general manager, a front office is racist or biased or prejudiced, whatever it may be. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm I'm hopeful that this lawsuit that Brian Flores is issuing to the National Football League can open some eyes. And, and you have to imagine that there's going to be a settlement, right? Do you really think the NFL wants to hear, all right, we now call Bill Belichick to the stand. We now call Brian Dable to the stand, Brian Flores, NFL front office uh, executives, whatever it may be. This is this has the making of being an all-time infamous type of lawsuit and story that the NFL wants no parts of. So we'll see if and when they settle. I would I would bet that they settle. Um, you know, part of me doesn't want them to settle, but you have to imagine that's where it's going to go. The NFL, as we all know and, and recall, settled with Colin Kaepernick when that was at the forefront of all of the headlines relating to the National Football League. So Brian Flores and that lawsuit is certainly interesting. And then you have Hugh Jackson coming out and saying the Cleveland Browns did something similar. Like this is, once again, this is nothing new. And that does not make it okay. Let the record uh, show that I'm not making or stating that this is okay. Um, but this is this is normal standard operating procedure. And that's the that's the scary and ugly part behind all of this. That's the scary part. All right. I, I think there's there, there's so many different ways and different pieces of this story that you can dissect, whether it's Ross going to Flores and offering him money to tank, nothing new, whether it's the Giants never having any intention of hiring Flores, nothing new. What changes? How can we change it? Because it needs to come to an end. And I want to throw this in there as well. And there's no way of really saying this without, I think, getting some stink eye looks or reactions to me here. But what's the difference between an owner going to a head coach and saying, hey, you know, we want to we want to lose these last couple of games, whatever it may be. I'll throw you a couple extra bucks for your trouble. What's the difference between that and what the 76ers did? regarding the process and tanking for years. All right. Their whole intention publicly was we're not we're not trying to win games. We don't want to win games. We want to rebuild. And the best way that we believe for us to rebuild is by losing and tanking. All right. And it wasn't a it wasn't necessarily a uh, quid pro quo type of hey, lose this game and I'll give you X amount of dollars. But you're paying coaches, whether it's the head coach, the assistant coaches, front office members, besides the general manager, Sam Hinkie, you're paying everyone with the plan and the goal being to lose. So once again, I'm not sitting here and saying anything that has transpired or has come out regarding Brian Flores and this ugly story slash lawsuit is okay. None of it is. But where's the line, right? Where's the uh, demarcification line? I don't even think that's the right word. <laughs> where's the line that you can draw and say, all right, you know what? This is when it's crossed. This is when it's ugly and too much and a no-no. 
right? What about the Eagles in Doug Peterson's final game as head coach of the Eagles, where they bench Jalen Hurts mid-game, they bring in Sudfeld, the rest is history. They end up losing that game, and they come out and say it's not a tank, but come on. That was their way of saying, if we lose this game, we get a better draft spot. We're not going to play our best guy slash guys in order to help us get to that goal. So I can continue for hours to bring up past examples of coaches, teams, ownership, front offices, professional organizations that had intentions of losing, that had intentions of AKA tanking, whether it be one game, multiple games for a month, for the end of a season, for an entire season, for multiple seasons. So this is ugly, but this is nothing new. And I think just the, the, the most obvious air quote wrongdoing of all of this is I will give you a hundred thousand dollars to lose. All right. That, that is in writing ugly and wrong. And we all can, can you know, call it that from miles away, right? That's all obvious, but we it's, it's been in front of us is my point. This has been in, right in front of our eyes in professional sports for a long time. Teams intentionally losing, right? If, if Brian Flores said, yes, this isn't a story. At least part of the story isn't, isn't in, even involved. And come on, I, I think we're all smart enough to know that this this goes on and it will continue to go on and it has gone on in the past. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully that changes. All right. Philadelphia City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Uh, make sure you're subscribed and following the show. Follow me on Twitter at Wise Rye. I, I, I had to start the show talking that and I will end the show giving you my thoughts on the Washington football team's new name. So that's still ahead. And I also want to uh, dissect and recap a little bit of the 76ers' loss to the Washington Wizards on Wednesday night. Their five-game losing streak comes to an end. Joel Embiid back on Wednesday after the night off on Monday. I'll give you some of my thoughts before we turn the page and look ahead to their matchup against the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic on Friday night. We have some futures market stuff to get to, uh, and we'll get the updates on all of the odds and movement at Bet River Sportsbook regarding the big game. Super Bowl 56, Rams and Bengals. All that coming up. All right. So the 76ers lose on Wednesday night, 106 103, as 10.5 point home favorites. They lose the game by three points outright. Kyle Kuzma, I mean, he is. A 76er killer. He had 24 points, four for six from three, seven boards, three assists, three blocks. Um, kid can ball. I mean, I, I feel like Kuz gets made fun of a lot but, uh, for whatever reason, maybe from his L.A. days. He's averaging like 17 points a game on the year, and every time he plays the 76ers, uh, it seems like he just completely balls out. One thing I will say that's a positive, Joel Embiid and his improvement – on passing out of double teams and just being a facilitator. That has what has helped take him to the next step of superstar. That is what helped him, has helped him take him to the next step of odds on favorite to be the most valuable player 
in the National Basketball Association. Wednesday night, Joel Embiid started off really slow, uh, but he ends up finishing the night with six assists and zero turnovers. And Washington was doubling him essentially all game. And they they really turned that up even more so in the second half. And his ability to stay calm, uh, read the floor, find the open man, and then his teammates and their ability to knock down shots recently out of those double teams, that has been a huge part in this Philadelphia 76ers team and their turnaround, all right? Despite the loss, you know, they're just coming off a five-game win streak, gets snapped Wednesday. Uh, but they're sitting 31 and 20. They're only one and a half games out of the number one seed in the Eastern Conference standings. They're looking up at the Miami Heat. They're only a, a half game out from the Miami Heat. And they're a game and a half out, as I mentioned, from the Chicago Bulls. So it, it was a rocky, it's really been a rocky year all year long. But if we can remember and rewind it to the first, month of the season 76ers were sitting atop the east at one point 10 and 3 very early on I understand that and then you know COVID hit and Joel Embiid missed time due to COVID and some other reasons and then Seth Curry missed time and then Tobias Harris missed time Tyrese Maxey missed time Matisse Thibel missed time uh Korkmaz missed time I mean their entire rotation at different points they were playing without anywhere from two to five guys out of their eight to 10 man rotation. And that was a big factor in the results that we were getting for almost you know, almost two months of this year. And then all of a sudden, well, what changed? Well, Joel Embiid gets back into the lineup. He finds his rhythm and he's been able to stay healthy and on the floor. Some of your best ability is what? It's availability, people. And he takes home the, the Eastern Conference Player of the Month Award for the month of January. First 76er in franchise history to win a Player of the Month Award in consecutive months. He is now the odds-on favorite, as I've mentioned here frequently uh, on these episodes. He is 2-1, to one, which is the odds-on favorite at Bet River Sportsbook to win MVP right now. He is just dominant, absolutely dominant. The 76ers, they're 10 to 1 to come out of the Eastern Conference and represent the East uh, in the NBA Finals. And, you know, I talked a little bit about this with Will Hill on the last episode. Man, we, we missed the boat here. I got Joel Embiid at 40 to 1, so I didn't really miss the boat. But if you're looking to bet him now, there, there's no value at 2 to 1. All right. And, and I hope he stays at 2 to 1 and he keeps his performance and production exactly where it's at, if not get even better i think that's hard to do but hell anything's possible with this man right now um you know but the only value i see is if he if he comes down to earth a little bit and those odds uh shoot up a little bit better to to make a bet on joel Embiid to an mvp right now 10 to 1 for the 76ers i don't hate given the value listen the eastern conference right now is wide open the brooklyn nets they're dangerous of course and and they're everyone's favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference, but there's a big asterisk mark next to that, right? They That's only if they have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, who's only playing road games, and Kevin Durant, all healthy slash available. They haven't really had that at all in the past one and a half seasons now since those three ended up joining uh, sides, teaming up, I should say, to go play in Brooklyn, right? So 
We'll see how that plays out for Brooklyn. The Miami Heat look good. We miss our guy, Jimmy Butler. I think most of us do, at least here in Philadelphia. The Chicago Bulls, they've been an awesome story. DeMar DeRozan has resurrected himself out in Chicago, uh, playing alongside Levine and former 76er Vuk. But I think at the end of the day, they don't really scare anyone to come out of the East. And, and we'll see if they, they prove my, my theory slash opinion there wrong. Um, but that, that's sort of a great regular season story. Maybe they win a series or two. I think that's the Chicago Bulls ceiling. So despite our frustrations with the 76ers team right now, with the whole Ben Simmons saga, and there's more news from Ramona Shelbourne of ESPN talking about how Ben's unhappy and he's still mad at Doc, he's still mad at Joe, blah, blah, blah. All right, and, and now as... I record this on February 2nd, approaching February 3rd, approaching the trade deadline, which is essentially a week away, February 10th. I think most of us can say with confidence that there's not going to be a deal done involving Ben Simmons between now and the trade deadline date. So is this enough, right? Or, or can Daryl Morey pull off maybe a, a, a small move or two between now and the deadline to help improve this roster slash rotation to make us feel a little bit better about this team's chances to finally get past the second round in the Eastern Conference? Here's the bottom line. As long as Joel Embiid is playing like this, you, you, you feel good about this team's chances on any night in any series against any opponent. But we're asking a lot of the big man. We're asking a lot of them. What we saw from Tyrese Maxey on Monday night when Joel Embiid was out, we're going to need more of that, right? That's just the reality. We're going to need more of that. And Maxey on Wednesday, he had another great night, 22 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. You know, I have to go back and watch the game a little bit more for a second time. But as I was watching it live, it felt like a lot of Maxi's success and production came when Joel Embiid was was on the sideline. And, and we've had these conversations in the past when we, at one point, liked Ben Simmons, right? What, what was the narrative in different conversations over the past couple of years in the past? It was, well, man, whenever Joel Embiid is out for, you know, a week or two or even just sitting on the bench in the second quarter and Ben Simmons is in, it seems like, Ben plays better, and it seems like this team has a different identity. And, and that's, a, that's a challenge, right? In today's NBA, where it's centered around the three-point shot, it's centered around ball handling and shooting and spacing, playing with a big man, and not just playing with or alongside a big man, but having success alongside a big man in today's game of basketball is a challenge. And that's something that I think a lot of these guys aren't great at, or they're still trying to figure out how to become great at it. And then you insert Tyrese Maxey, who's a very young player. He's only in his second year. He's still trying to figure out how to be consistently good to great game in and game out. And then you add that to the whole dynamic. There's a lot there for Maxey to, to work on and grow. So can Maxey continue to grow? And can he continue figure out how to be great with Joel Embiid on the floor at the same time. If he can figure that out sooner than later, why can't this 76ers team make a deep playoff run, right? It's going to be interesting. 
but hey, the 76ers fall on Wednesday night by three points. They had a chance to win it late. They were um, down by two with like 20 seconds left. They get a big stop on defense. Doc Rivers elects to not call a timeout and let let him push it up the floor. Tobias Harris with a reckless mid-air throwing the ball backwards. Uh, ball becomes loose. Joel Embiid scrambles to pick it up, and he goes to the rim and misses a layup. I don't think he was fouled. Coach Rivers claims he was. That's sort of a, a mute point, I think, at this point. But, um, you know, Tobias Harris is another one. I've never been a fan of Tobias Harris. Listen, he's he's a good player. He's a good player. Uh, he had a great night on Monday, right with Maxi when Joe was out. He's had a great stretch over the past couple of weeks. He had 18 points, nine rebounds, and three assists on Wednesday. He's another one that he has to step his game up and take some of the pressure off of Joel, do a 180, Joel, Hans, Joel, the process, Embiid. It's going to be a big game Friday night. I can't wait. 10 p.m. Eastern time as the Sixers go down to Dallas. That will be nationally televised on ESPN. Uh, and on tomorrow's episode, my next episode, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, I will do a full preview for this 76ers-Dallas Mavericks matchup, uh, give you the, the updated odds, the total, give you my trust the process player prop that I like in that game. Um, so a, a lot to cover here the rest of the week. Before we say goodbye, I do want to give you an update on Super Bowl 56 uh, at Bet River Sportsbook right now in Pennsylvania. How about this? We have movement, people. We got movement. The Rams up to four and a half point favorites. Rams minus four and a half, minus 195 on the money line. The Cincinnati Bengals plus 168 on the money line. And the total has settled in for a moment. Listen, we have plenty of time between now and kickoff, but the total has stayed put for the past couple of days at Bet Rivers at 48 and a half. And so far, let's look at what the public has been betting at Bet Rivers. Uh, you look at Rams money line, 51% of the money taking the Rams outright uh, on the money line and 44% of the total bets also going with Rams money line. You look at Rams minus four and a half, 48% of the money taking the Rams, laying the four and a half, and 43% of the bets also laying Rams minus four and a half. As far as the total at 48 and a half, as I've mentioned, 45% of the money and 57% of the bets going over. And that is nothing new. History will tell you the public loves to bet the over every year in the Super Bowl. So I still think there's opportunity on the under 48 and a half. Uh, and, and we'll continue to update you on the Super Bowl movement if and when there is any. Uh, and as we get closer, we'll start to dissect the player prop menu and everything Bet Rivers has to offer because there is a lot that they are offering. So we'll do a little bit more of that later this week. Uh, and, and before I get out of here, Washington, the football team, their new name, the Commanders. <laughs> you have to say it like that. that. That's how they want you to say it. The Commanders. Um, no surprise to any of us that I think they completely botched it. You know, I, I actually, as weird as it is, I, I think Washington football team was was good. <laughs> I, I, I like that name. I think they, they should have rolled with it. But uh, nonetheless, they're the Commanders now. I think it's very tacky. But 
all sports teams names are are sort of tacky for the most part right like it's hard to name a team and the instant reaction is oh i love that name right because there's no history behind a new team name most of it is just sounding weird or video gamey or, or amateur-y, however you want to describe it. But uh, still, I, I don't think time is going to fully heal this wound of Washington naming their team the Commanders. Typical Washington move. All right, thank you everyone once again for tuning in to another edition of the Philadelphia CityCast. I've been your host, Ryan Rothstein, presented, of course, by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Listen, give me a follow on Twitter at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. Same handle on Instagram. You can hit me up on Facebook. I'm sure you can track me down there at Ryan Rothstein uh, to stay up to date on everything we have going on for you. Be on the lookout for the next episode. And until then, have a great rest of your day, great rest of your night, and good luck on all of your bets. Peace. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.